Good morning. Welcome to eTalmud 2.0. We are on the last line of 13a. We are going to be doing 13b of Chagiga, Yod Gimel, Amun Beis today, but we're going to start from 13a, the last line. Um, Amar Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said, um, sorry, we're going to start from right before Amar Rav Yehuda. My Chashmal, what is the meaning of the word Chashmal? We see this word that we've been mentioning throughout. Um, through, it's um, discussed in the book of Yechezkel during the the vision of the chariot, and we've mentioned this word now several times as we've been learning as we've been learning um, over the past couple of weeks. So now we're going to wonder what it is exactly chashmal. So Amar Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda explained this Hebrew word chashmal, chayos um, eish the chayos speaking with fire. So they're angels that speak with fire. The masnisa tana was taught in a brisa itim chashos itim emalos. Sometimes these chashmal, these angels, are silent, and sometimes they speak. When speech is coming from the mouth of the Holy One, blessed is He, then these angels are quiet. And well, and when no speaking is done from the mouth of the Holy One, blessed be He, then they speak. And now we're going to go back to the first chapter of Yechezkel and talk about some of the verses there. The Hachayos Ratzo Vashov. It says the Chayos, those types of angels, they go back and forth, Kemarei HaBazak, like the appearance of the Bazak. So my Ratzo Vashov, the first question is, what does it mean they go back and forth? Amr of Yehuda, Yehuda says, Ka'or Hayotzim Epiya Kivshan. It's um, analogous to a flame that comes from an opening in a furnace and then goes right back in. That's what these angels look like. My Kemarei HaBazak, what does it mean like the appearance of the Bazak? Amar Rabbi Barchanina, Rabbi Barchanina says, Ka'or hacharasim. The word bazak is actually also the word for shard. So it's like the flame that comes from between the shards of a vessel. So meaning it's as if it comes in like different spurts between uh, between different openings. Um, okay. I saw, so again, this is from the beginning of Yechezkel, the book of Ezekiel. I saw and behold. There was a um, there was a stormy wind coming from the north. Anan gadol mislakachas, a great cloud of flashing fire, v'nogalos saviv, and a brilliance, a brilliant light surrounding it. Umitochak eina chashmal mitochaish, and from its midst, like the color of the chashmal from inside of the fire. So it's a description that um, Yechezkel is giving of, of what he saw, of a vision that he had. Lehechan Azal, so it talks about this this stormy wind coming from the north. The north always means Babylonia. So Lehechan Azal, to where did this wind go? So it's coming from the north, from Babylonia. Where did it go? Amar Yehuda, Amar Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav, Shahalach Lishchlichbosh is kol ha'olam. It went to, to conquer the entire world. Tachas Nebuchadnezzar HaRasha, under the reign of Nebuchadnezzar. So the Babylonian kingdom uh, went to conquer the entire world. And why was this necessary? Why was it necessary that the Babylonian kingdom conquer the entire world? So that the nations of the world do not say, so that they don't say that God gave his children into the hands of a weak nation. So the eventually the first temple would be destroyed by the Babylonians and the Jewish people would be conquered by the Babylonians. So in order that no other nation would say that God gave his children to a weak nation, it was important that this nation, that the Babylonians conquer the entire world.
So now on this point, the Holy One Blessed is He said, What caused me to be an assistant to idol worshippers? Right? He's an assistant in Ulchanetzer. Um, it was the sins of the Jewish people. That's what caused this for me. Okay, back into the verses in Yecheskel. I saw the chayos, the angels, a certain type of angels. And behold, one ofan was on the earth, but with the chayos. Ofan is generally translated as... Um, as, as a different type of angel. So there was one Ofan on the earth, but with the Chayas. Amar Abelazar, Abelazar explain, Malach Echad Shehu Omed Ba'aretz. This is a, a reference to a specific angel who stands on the ground, Varoshu Magia, Eitz Lachayos, but his head goes all the way up into the heavens where it's with the Chayos, the, those high-level angels. V'masni Satana, we learned in Abraisa, Sandalfon Shemo. This angel's name is Sandalfon. And he's taller than his friends or his um, colleagues by a journey of 500 years. And he stands behind the chariot. And he makes crowns for his maker. Now we're going to ask as follows. Is this true that he makes crowns for his maker, for Hashem, for God? Um... But isn't it written, Blessed is the glory of Hashem from His place, from His place, from God's place, which implies that no one knows God's place. And if you don't know God's place, you don't know what God looks like. So how could you possibly make a crown for God if you don't know, if you if you can't even, if, if nothing can comprehend um, God's, God's image? You can't make a crown for someone unless you know their size. So he answered, Amar Shem Ataga. So the answer is, is that um, he does not know, this angel does not know Hashem's place. However, the Azul, the Yasiv Beresha, but so what he does is, is he says the name, a name of God upon this crown, the Azul, the Yasiv Beresha, and then it goes and it finds God and sits upon God's head. Okay. Um, so now we're going to um, compare two visions that are very similar. The vis- there's a vision in Yechezkel in chapter 1, in Ezekiel in chapter 1, and it's much shorter in Isaiah and Yeshaya chapter 6. So now we're going to compare these two visions. Amar Rava, Rava said, Kol Yechezkel, everything that Yechezkel saw, Ra'a Yeshaya, Yeshaya saw, Lema Yechezkel Dome, to what is Yechezkel com- comparable? Leven Kfar Shara'asamelech to a villager who saw the king. Ulama Yeshaya Domen to what is Yeshaya comparable? Leven Krach Shara'asamelech to a city dweller who saw the king. So this is a very interesting, um, interesting idea. So Yechezkel's version of what he saw is much longer with a lot more detail. And what the Gemara is explaining here is that um, is that Yeshaya is like a city dweller. So he's someone who sees the king all the time. Um, he's very familiar with it. And um, and therefore, he doesn't need to give tons of details when describing the king, the, the king of kings. Whereas Yechezkel, who was more like a villager, he didn't grow up with royalty. He had to use many more words to describe what the um, what the royal chariot looked like. Okay. Amar Reish Lakish, Reish Lakish explains, my dixiv, what is the meaning of the following verse? Ashira la Hashem ki ga'o ga'a. This is, this is from the Az Yashir, the song that the Jews sang when they 
across the Sea of Reeds. And now we're asking, what does it mean when it says, Ashir ala Hashem ki ga'o ga'a, I will sing to Hashem for Hashem is, he is exalted above the exalted. This is a song to God who exalts himself upon the exalted ones. The Amar Mar's master said, The king of the beast is the lion. The king of the livestock is the ox. The king of the birds is the eagle. A man, a man exalts himself over all of these animals. And then, and then the Holy One, blessed is he, exalts himself over all of them upon the entire world. Okay, so now we're going to go back to two verses in Yechezkel. Kasuv Echadomer, one verse in Yechezkel says, this is in the first chapter of Yechezkel, Udemus Penehem, Pene Adam, so the likeness of the faces that were on the chariot of God was as follows. There was a human face, Upne Arye, in the face of a lion, El Hayamin Arbasam, so a lion's face to the right for the four of them, Upne Shor Mehasmol Arbatan, and an ox's face to the left of so one of them was a uh, one side of the chariot was an ox's face and then it says an eagle's face Uchsiv, and yet we have another pasuk we have another verse and this is later on in chapter 10 of Yechaskel that says that one of them was actually the face of the kruv the second was the face of man the third was a lion and the third fourth was an eagle so when describing the chariot in the second verse, it does not include an ox. And instead of an ox, like it says in the first verse, it has a kruv, which is a form of an angel. Yecheskel beseech God for mercy regarding the ox. And God transformed the face of the ox into the face of a kruv. Now what was the point here? What Yechezkel was saying to God was as follows. Ribono Sha'ola, master of the universe. Kat Hegor Yasas Negor. Can a prosecutor become a defender? The ox is reminiscent of the golden calf. So it would be inappropriate to have them included on, uh, uh, among the faces on the divine chariot. My kruv. Now what exactly is a kruv? We know that it's a some form of an angel looking thing. Some of Revo says karavya. It's the face of a child. Shekin bevavil, currently a new karavya, because in Babylonia they call a youth a ravya. So he's saying that's very similar to the word of the kruv, to the word kruv. Amr leh, papa labaye, or papa said to labaye, elameyata, if this is true, dichsiv, that which is written in the verse, pnei ha'echad, pnei kruv, upnei ha'sheni, pnei adam, that the first one had the face of has the face of a kruv, and the second one was the face of a man. And the third was the face of a lion, and the fourth was the face of an eagle. The face of a kruv and the face of a man are exactly the same thing. So what are you talking about? What's going on here? You can't tell me that a kruv is the face of a child because then the face of a child, the face of a man, they're both faces of human beings. So what exactly? So they'd be have the same face. So we answer no. It's true. They are not. They, they are both human beings, but the face of a man is the face of an adult, and the face of a crow is the face of a child. Kasuv echad omer. So one verse tells us, and now we're going to look at a discrepancy. One verse tells us this is in Yeshaya and Isaiah. Sheish kenafayim, sheish kenafayim laechad. Each one had six wings. The kasuv echad omer, and the other verse says va'arba panim laechas va'arba kenafayim laechas mehem. Each one had four faces. And each one of them had four wings. So the verse in Isaiah seems to describe angels as having six wings in the face. Uh, and the verse in um, and the verse here 
in um, in um, in, in Ezekiel that describes angels as having four wings. So we answer Lokasha, it's not a question. Isaiah, that was when the verse in Isaiah, that was when the temple stood. But in Ezekiel, that's when the temple no longer stood. And if we can say it, um, it's almost as if once the temple was destroyed, the the number of wings the angels had um, diminished. So it went from six to four. Now, which of the six wings, which of the two out of the six wings were reduced, were taken away? Rav Hananel said in the name of Rav, it was the wings that they sing song with. It's written here in Isaiah. And with two it would fly, uh, describing the angels, and one would call to another and say, Holy, holy, holy. You cast your eyes upon it and it is God. So we see in that first reference in Isaiah that there were two wings that from which they would call out to one another and, and praise God. So the, the wings of, uh, of song. And we see in Mishlei and Proverbs that it says that God cast his eyes upon it and it is God referring the and the word cast upon is the same word as the wings used in the verse in Isaiah. As if to tell us it was those wings that were used for song, they eventually were gone once the temple was destroyed. For Rabbanon Omri and the rabbis say, that's not the ones that were taken away. It was the wings that covered their legs that were taken away. Shinemar, as the verse says, their legs were a straight leg. Um, their legs were a straight leg. That's a verse in Yechaskel. Now, if it was not the wings covering the legs that were reduced, how could you possibly know that they had straight legs? The, up until this point, their wings were carrying their, would cover their legs. You would never know what their legs would look like. So obviously the wings that were taken away were the ones that covered the legs. So we answer Dilma de Iglai Vachazile. No, perhaps the legs were just momentary revealed, and Yechaskel happened to see them. Because if you don't say this, Udmus Penehem Adam, as for the likeness of their faces, the verse says, Udmus Penehem Adam, the likeness of their faces was a human face. Should we then conclude as well that the wings covering their face were reduced, were taken away? Obviously not. We only know of two that were taken away. So rather, just like as like Yechesko knew the, the, what the face looked like, it was because there was a moment where their wings stopped covering their face. So too. So too, when it came to the legs, it's not that those wings were taken away completely, but rather there was a moment where Yechesko saw the wings uncovering the legs and saw the legs themselves. Now, is this the same place? Same case. It makes sense to say by the face, right? When you're in front of your master, you, of course, uncover your face in front of your master. So in front of Yechezkel, in front of Ezekiel, the prophet, it would make sense the angels would uncover their face. Whereas the legs, it's not the way of the world. It's not proper etiquette to uncover one's legs before one's master. So just because he saw the face, um, that could have been because there was purposely, they removed their wings from their face. But for the legs, the only way that they wouldn't have, they would be able to see the legs is if they actually lost those wings. Furthermore, and we have another contradiction when it comes to the, um, to the um, angels. 
One verse says, this is a verse in Daniel, in Daniel, A thousand thousands were serving God and a myriad myriads were standing before God. One says, Is there a number for God's legions? So one is a finite, one verse tells us a finite number of angels, one is an infinite number of angels. So we answer Lokasha, not a question. Here, the first verse is when the temple was standing. That's when there is an infinite number of named angels. Here, the second verse is when the temple is no longer standing. The members of the heavenly court were reduced as it were, as if we could say something like that. Tanya, we learned in Abraisa, Rebbe Omer. This is another answer to, to reconcile this contradiction. Rebbe Omer Mishuma Abba Yossi Ben Dosai. Rebbe says in the name of Abba Yossi Ben Dosai, Elif Alfin Yasham Shunei Mispar Gadud Echad. When it says that there are a thousand thousand serving God, that's one legion. Uli Gidu Dave Mispar. In the second verse, the one from, um, the second verse, um, where's the second verse from? Sorry, the second verse, which was from Job, that says that there was an infinite number, for the legions, there was a, an infinite number of legions. So within each legion, there was a finite number, but there was an infinite number of legions. One more answer. Rabbi Yirmiya says, A thousand thousands were serving God. That refers to the angels specifically by the stream of fire. Shinemar, as the verse says, a stream of fire was flowing forth from before God, a thousand thousands were serving God, and a myriad myriads were standing before God. So that's when, when we have a finite number, that was specifically the angels coming from the stream of fire, which we will discuss more in our next discussion.